0: you are now listening to the hunter's advantage podcast we preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts Hey everybody! Thanks for coming back to the Hunters Advantage podcast. This is episode number eighty-four, and I'm joined by Jake Gaylord this time your, with your a beautiful co-host with a beautiful gaming <laughs> headset. This audio is about yee, to be yee. fire.
1: It is. It is. It's already a step up. I tested it before we uh, we started this little shindig. That's what I'm talking about. So That's today
0: good. we wanted to talk about the top three reasons to film your hunts. And no, you got something to say?
1: Well, I was going to say before that, I, I feel like we should fill him in on uh, on your car situation.
0: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. people that have been listening to the podcast, we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. Uh, Lauren's car got stolen, and that was the end of February. And so this last Thursday, we get a call from the cop. He's like, hey, yeah, we got it. No visible damage. They left two brand-new car tires in the back, of the car, which was the weirdest thing ever. And then Jake made a comment about my beautiful light bar here. My He thought it was natural <laughs> lighting. It's actually, they, they had this light bar they left in the back of my wife's car when they stole it. And I've been using it now. And I, it was crazy because I asked the cop, I was like, what do you want me to do with the tires? You know, that like because I looked them up, they're like 250 bucks a piece. And I was like, what do you want me to do with mm. these? And he goes, I don't know, sell them. I'm like, you're not going to try to find these? He goes, no.
1: That would be pointless. That,
0: that new light bar, you're about to catch a dang tan with it. I'm telling you, it's it's well. pretty nice. So I've been using the ring light, which is a little more, it kind of just lights up the entire room. This kind of just, well, we've been going through the full-time filmmaker course. I learned about the Rembrandt mm. shadow. Let's yeah, see, see how, it, I got lighting face. in the
1: back, and then I have a dark, a dark face. So, you know, my setup's golden. Yours, it kind of still needs a little bit of tweaking, you know?
0: yeah, I just got this one room devoted for podcasting I still can't get it right.
1: Oh, see well, y- you'll get there. Just one piece of it. <laughs> uh, anyways, they okay. didn't, I assume they didn't come to hear about your car, so no,
0: but in case anyone cares, I have two we have two cars now, so I can go back to doing what I like to do. Yep. So what we're gonna talk about today we was the top three reasons to film your hunts. Um, so we've been filming hunts for what has it been about five years? Since about it's 2017?
1: Like, yep, yep, yep. That's what I'd say.
0: Okay, so most people, I think when they pick up a camera, they everybody wants to be the new hunting public. Everybody wants yeah. to be Seek One, and that's why they get a camera, right? They think mm-hmm. this is going to be an experience that allows me to create an income, uh, share cool hunting videos, and eventually I'll get such a following that I can just uh, quit my job and hunt for a living. And That would be the dream. That would be the dream. I think that's the dream for all of us.
1: But Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, but yeah, anyone that listens to this podcast, at least. But what I wanted to, one thing I wanted to preface with is it doesn't have to be a vain experience. It doesn't have to just be about glory and money and all these things. And you most likely won't get famous and won't make a boatload of cash off of filming hunts. I thought about it the other day since we've been monetized on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, we're making some money now. And then I'm like, dude, I haven't even made enough money to pay for this camera that I've had for three
1: years. <laughs> like, <laughs> well. And in in gas, four dollars a you gallon. Get yourself a cool drone, though. Damn it! Oh, dude, gas. I don't even want to talk about that. Don't I, get started. Move on. Move yeah, on. Yeah, you got you
0: got multiple vehicles. You got the mower. I filled and up
1: today just my truck, and I have like like two little two and a half gallon gas tanks. Which my truck was on e, ninety five bucks to mm-hmm. fill up my truck, and then basically four extra gallons. And I'm like, I can't do this. So
0: get this, Lauren. Uh, so we use that every dollar app to budget, and I get on there today. And I click on something, and it says quick trip, $77. And I go, Who's, who took my card? I was like, because my truck used to be 35 like $30, $35 to fill up. It has a very small tank, like a 20 gallon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I think someone stole my card. And I called Lauren. She's like, oh, no, I just filled your truck up. I was like, was it on E? <laughs> and she said no. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: got to love it. You got to love it, dude. You got. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I'm trying to keep this PG-13, so yeah. We get on. moving on from gas moving
0: gases. on. So like I said, we've been filming hunts for about five years now. Um, and throughout the process of shooting, editing, producing hunts, we found some reasons as uh, some really good reasons why other people that are either curious about filming or just have been hunting for a long time and want to document the process. found it an some extra pretty good challenge. Reasons. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to add another layer to uh, that the hunting equation, podcast, but yeah. Yeah. So, and this isn't just, pr- I know what we film is primarily deer hunts. This doesn't have to be that you can, you can apply this to waterfowl or turkey or whatever other big game animal. But for us, most of our experience is about deer hunting. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So we got three reasons. Reason number one, this is a big one for us, I think, is the ability to re-watch your shot in parentheses, but especially with a bow. Jake, how it's valuable it- is <sighs> it to be able to do that?
1: Well, if I could get a shot on film, very valuable. <laughs> but... That's one of the cons I guess we'll talk about next time. Uh, If you get it on film, you're five years ahead of me, apparently. So, uh, yeah. But the ones that I have been lucky lucky enough to uh, get a hold of on film, it's pretty valuable. I mean, because if you think about it, a lot's going through your mind, like, when a deer walks out there's a lot of times that i'll shoot and there's a lot of factors that 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 go into hunting obviously everybody knows about that but if you if you get the shot on film you can re-watch it see whether you hit liver whether you hit lung like you try to double lung it whether you try to heart punch it uh and that can basically tell you how long you should wait you know maybe you only got one lung you think you only get one lung go back watch the film looks like liver one lung shot will a deer can live on, live up to like, what, six hours? Liver is
0: like four to six hours is what they say. Okay, usually.
1: yeah. So that's probably going to be an overnighter, right? But if you shoot it, shot felt good, felt like you heart punched it, you re the video, it looks like you heart punched on that, and then if you're good enough to stay on him as he's running away and you just see that blood pouring, kind of like your buck in uh, s- southeast this Mm-hmm. this uh or i guess last fall uh you can just basically get down go to your truck go get your buddies and then go get your deer
0: yeah i think the that you, you said an interesting piece of it which is uh like a lot of things are happening while you're hunting and i think a lot of times when you make a shot and you see the arrow connect you're like i'm good
1: yeah i got yeah, it yeah
0: and then rewatching the footage can be like it's like either it's either like confirms that you're happy, or it like sinks you to like the bottom because you know it, yeah. it wasn't as awesome as you thought it was.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: I think about what? the the buck I shot in 2020. When I shot, it was like a blur. Um, my first public buck. It was like a blur. I shot, and I knew I hit him because I had heard that I I heard an arrow connect, but I had no idea where I hit him, and he was out of frame when I shot him. Mm-hmm. So, but when I rewatched when I was able to rewatch that footage, I think it I was calling you to tell you about it right after I shot him. But when I rewatched the footage as he was running away, like you said, the blood pumping, I was able to just see sprays coming yeah. out of that shoulder. And I was able, even though I didn't get the deer on film initially, I was able to tell where I had hit the buck and how long to wait, just based on the footage of him running away. If I wouldn't have been able to confirm that on the footage, it was a big enough buck where I probably would have backed out and just waited another day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you wouldn't have been able to to be there while we were doing it because I would we wouldn't get that
1: enough. nice, nice, cool pick, you know. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's an what's another one? Is there any other ones that you got on film that you made a different decision because uh, you got it on film?
1: Not any bucks. That's, uh, yeah. Well, I keep wanting to go back to cons like constantly when it comes to this stuff but positives like i probably only got one one deer on film okay, can you hear that scratching in the background Huh? okay cool i locked my dogs in the room so they're kind of freaking out uh, i haven't got like any any like good buck footage shooting it except for that decoy buck this last year but uh i've had some does that that, that i've got on film but again it was just a doe so i mean it sucks to say like obviously you're going to try to find every deer but it's not really that big of a heartbreak if you shoot a doe you don't find it something like that you know because yeah it's not going to go to waste right something's going to eat it uh but there's that instance i think it was like 2017 or 2018 i shot a doe and she was broadside probably 35 40 yards and i shot low but she ducked into it and it just barely got above that white right? Mm-hmm. And the arrow was showing good blood. the Like like the initial impact area showed good blood. And I didn't rewatch the film beforehand. I go out there and, and try to find it. And then after that initial impact, like probably 10, 20 yards, it's just little specks, little drops, right? And then I go back, rewatch the re-watch shot. And as soon as I get home and kind of zoom in on it, uh, I barely hit like just above... The wide of the belly, basically. And from that, that being said, you can go back and rewatch it. But I'm just trying to put an example to that.
0: So, I know why you never have to do this. It's because every deer you shoot with your bow freaking drops. Like, even the doe you you shot, the big buck, hit him high, he dropped.
1: You shot that doe. (laughs) Hit him high. You mean the highest point you could hit him. You barely got it. Hashtag (laughs) spine shot.
0: Well, even that...
1: Even that doe that
0: you shot uh, this year, like she yeah, was quartered see, away hard, but she dropped too. Like I don't this hasn't been that one. This hasn't happened a ton to you, but I feel like it's happened a lot more to me,
1: where I had I, to re-go back so. and look at the video. Yeah, I don't know how. Like literally, that doe is behind the shoulder. Granted, she was quartered away pretty hard, so it might have got. St- I don't think it's stuck in the opposite shoulder though. So I have no earthly idea, unless it just kind of hit sternum and ricocheted in there and just like stabbed on the sternum. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. That was nuts.
0: Another example that I wrote down here is my southeast public buck from this year. Since I hit that mm. deer,
1: I hit well, that, that deer was, low. That was almost kind of like, oh, uh, what's the right word for misconceiving?
0: Yeah, in because
1: what way? that well, on footage, I thought that was a dead deer, right? And then we waited a couple hours, went back in, and I'm I, I'm not trying to steal your steal your spotlight. I'll let you go ahead.
0: No, well, I, I shot the deer twenty six yards, shot him with my twenty yard pin. This is a one of the hunts that we're gonna release on YouTube right before next season. Um hopefully we'll have the mountain back, back by then too. But um That'd be nice. shot this deer at twenty six yards um with my twenty yard pin, ended up hitting him a little low. He was quartering away. What would you probably about a dead quarter, you know, like a, would you say a forty five, maybe less than that, maybe like 40, 35 degrees, something like that.
1: He was slightly quartered away. That's slightly quartered.
0: Um Shot him, hit him low, obviously, because I was using my 20-yard pin. And when he ran off, the arrow came out right in the armpit area on the other Mm -hmm. side. And so I kind of thought, heart shot. And I like I had told you guys, when he ran up the hill, he was just pumping blood out of that one side. Like, that one side looked like it was streaked with paint. And so I showed everybody the footage, and we were like, okay, you definitely, like, got the heart at some point. Like, you probably heart shot him, especially if you saw that blood. Mm and we no, the arrow looked, was the like air looked fantastic, too. Yeah. Yeah. The arrow looked great. And so we, we thought this is where uh, a piece of footage didn't work out that well. <laughs> Maybe we should have made, made a different decision based on it. But when we walked up, the deer it was worked still out. alive. Yeah. The deer was still alive. <laughs> and I ended up hitting him in the liver. Um, and, but it was nice to have the footage because how many times did we rewatch it at camp? I rewatched it probably like 20
1: times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you rewatched it more than anybody else, but I haven't. Many- I've probably seen it a good five times, Carol, same amount. And then obviously you showed Justin, Jordan, Jared, Mm -hmm. basically everybody at the camp. So, I mean, and every single one of us said that's, that's like, that's a dead deer. Right.
0: Yeah. And it was nice to have the footage because we could go frame by frame on my camera and kind of see impact. And then it, it was, it's just always nice to have that frame of reference and, but also the the camera doesn't show absolutely everything because you have to understand what angle you are in the tree, where the camera yeah, is versus where really I different. am. <laughs> like my arrow came in at like a forty five degree angle in the in the frame, right? So it, I mean, it's mm. almost in the frame. He looks broadside, but he's really standing at a quartered angle.
1: Another thing uh, I just thought of, I want to say before I before I forget it again, is uh, n- not only does like the camera help you with like uh, the shot placement, you know where your shot landed. But uh, basically, where your deer went, if you're able to get on them and, and and see where your deer like ran off at, you can kind of put that in perspective, just in case you lose blood between now and where the camera last seen the deer. Because I know, I know, there's there's certain it like kind of like kind of like we already said, it happens so fast. There's a lot of stuff going on, and sometimes as soon as you show, as soon as you shoot and shoot. <coughs> Uh, as soon as you shoot, uh, and you hear that thump, you're like, I hit him. You immediately start celebrating it. You know, if you got a buddy in the tree, you're high five and immediately, immediately. And, and then all of a sudden you just kind of, it's kind of hard to just like sit back, watch and listen. Right. Cause especially if like you hunt where we hunt most of the time, uh, if a deer runs 20 yards, you're not, you're not going to see it. You might be able to still hear it, but as soon as you lose sight of it, you're basically turning and start starting to high five anybody you can. So having the camera on and if you're fortunate enough to get that, like it running away, it, it can give you a good place to start looking for blood, need be.
0: I agree with that because you can shoot one and then you can get down and be like, where did it like it looks different on the ground than it does on oh, the absolutely. tree? Absolutely. And then you go back to your footage and you're like, Oh, he was standing by this tree. I'm actually like 15 yards off. If you especially don't especially
1: have- some of the places like like you hunt down down southeast, because you I mean from obvious like uh years, you stick right on like the hard timber meets the tall grass, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you, especially you hunting right there, like as soon as you step down, kind of like you said, you're already standing in like six foot grass, and so it's really really easy to get all mixed up.
0: Yeah, I think it's different if you're hunting wheat fields or beans where there's very little timber, and you're hunting these big open expansive places. But like in Southeast where we hunt, you get on the ground like it's already over your head. Yep. you got to have some sort of reference and like, there's not just being able to see one dark tree that's set out from all the others and be like, this is where he was. That's really valuable. So the ability to rewatch your shot, that's number one. Yes. Um, kind of in the same vein, number, the number two reason where you should consider filming your hunts. I wrote down is to relive slash <laughs> share those moments with friends and family. Mm. Um, Brandon, who I had on the pod, Brandon Quant um, of Killing It, who had on the podcast last week, who shot that Booner Buck in Illinois, he was talking about, this is one of his, fa- his main motivations for filming his hunts, was he was talking about the scenarios where he would go hunting and say his dad's hunting one place and he's hunting another, and he's like, oh my god, I had this amazing hunt, I saw 13 bucks and all these deer, like, you, you should have been there, you know, you can show that story and share that story with someone if you have the footage. You can almost take them through, check out this book, and check out uh, how these two were fighting. And you have those yeah. memories that you can share with somebody, but if you don't film your hunts, they're just always right here. And it's easy to, like, I can imagine if you're like, dude, there was a 12-point that came in. I can imagine that in my head, but it's usually never what it how it actually looked.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I 100% agree. I mean, as you were saying that, it kind of... Uh, made me think of the 2020 season when the when the big buck came in mm-hmm. and like that's the first thing that popped in my mind is no one's going to believe right here and so i was re- like i mean i've already told the story reaching out for my gopro just tried to turn it on because i knew because by the time i seen it it already seen me right and yeah. so i was re- re- inching up for that gopro i was like it's about to run away so i mean no one's going to believe this ever and it ended up working out you know win some lose most but uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like you said, it it, it it is. I like during the summer laying in bed rewatching the YouTube videos and stuff like that, and just kind of like reminiscing on the good times because like that's that's what I miss the majority of, of the time is like deer camp basically.
0: Oh yeah, I mean a hundred percent. It's always nice to go back to that footage and and rewatch them. Like I do that I do that all the time too, and it's really fun. Um especially after say you shoot a deer or I shoot a deer or someone were around shoots a deer and gets it on film. And they're like, dude, come check this out. And you got like nine dudes huddling around yeah. one little camera screen. They're like, come on, put it in your laptop. Let's watch it. And like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, um, and that's not even sharing it with an audience or putting it on any platforms. You're just sitting there reliving it. And like, it, it's so cool to like, I love hearing hunting stories, but I love hearing someone commentate while they're showing us footage. Of mm-hmm. What happened? He's like, dude, and right
1: here. I kick my stand, blink, and that's why he looks right up at me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, dude, that's that's Sitting so there squatting on my knees, drinking a Red Bull. All of a sudden, he comes walking out, and he's like, oh, damn.
0: Exactly. No, I, I really enjoy that part of it. One thing that you wrote down was similar to trail cameras. You can document history you have with certain deer if you get footage of mm. them from year to year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I had like a lot of a lot of examples of that, but the one that that comes to mind is didn't get him on uh, on camera when he was a two year old. But uh, do you remember that muley buck Brody ended up taking? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got trail cam pictures of him, and then. The next, the next year, he was three, or do you think he was four? Three and a half, yeah, probably three and a half. Okay. <clears throat> well, he comes, well, he comes strolling by Brody's stand, which is only eighty yards from where I used to hunt, and uh, Brody ends up taking him or taking a shot during rifle season, and he ends up dying basically fifty, yeah, I'd probably say about fifty yards from my stand, and uh, if that wouldn't have happened, because Brody said the path he was like he was heading towards. He was coming right basically where I was. That would have been a good example of trying to, you know, oh, hey, look, I had this guy as a two-year-old. Only reason I know it's him because it's a super white face and sort of the same frame. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Have, uh, have you had any examples with that?
0: No, because we've never, in the past few years, we haven't had any places that we can hunt consecutively where deer survive. I'm hoping to have some of those on my lease this next year. Like, cause mm-hmm. I have so much, I only took one deer out of there and there were so many different bucks in there, but not recently. It's hard to like on public. We've, we've done it with trail cameras, not necessarily with video. Like we've had certain bucks that we found year after year. I think a good example of this next season will be if you end up shooting that, that, uh, either the 10, the big brow 10, that's a three and a half year old or the big brow 10, that's mm. a four year old. And you got it some footage of that three and a half year old one, some pretty good footage that you'd have, you ended up harvesting that deal deer later.
1: He's, he's definitely my number two. I mean, depending on how much, how much he puts on, he might be my number one, but, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm going to try to put out a whole bunch of mineral and stuff just to, I know this is completely off topic, but I'm excited.
0: Yeah, well, if you guys follow us on TikTok, I don't know how many people co- come from cross platforms, but Hunters Advantage on TikTok, we have some, we have a video of that buck up right now. Um, I think it, it's guess this buck's age. It's got like three hundred mm. and something comments right now.
1: No, it's it, it's definitely taken off. Uh, but beside that, I think we just need to give that spot a rest next year, actually, and then go hunt that golf course.
0: Yeah, no, the melanistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, was that actually on that your one. video? Yeah, did you not did you watch it? The link I sent you. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, from the uh hunting critic.
0: Yeah, exactly. He re- he basically was he was very enthusiastic when he saw it. I didn't realize they well, were as rare as they are.
1: Uh yeah, I don't know anything about those. I was like, Oh, that's a black deer. Melanistic. Okay, funny.
0: Um, so number two that we recapped, so you get to relive share moments, friends and family. It's nice to be able to take people along um on your hunts and kind of relive them even when they weren't there. And number three, which is one of my favorite reasons to film here. Um, Not only do I like to to rewatch my shots and relive the memories with family and friends. Also, if I'm going to be hunting and I'm going to be filming anyways, why not produce an income that can pay for your hunts?
1: Right. You're going to be doing it anyway, right? Well, that's my thing.
0: When When we started filming in 2017... I just I just thought it was badass to have shots of you shooting outdoors. deer. Shout yeah, out. to 918 media. Yeah. A bunch yeah, of failed yeah. channels. Um, yeah, that's fine. When we first started filming in 2017, I didn't I mean, I wasn't thinking about being the next hunting show. I just thought it was super cool to be able to like re-watch shots. I'm like, dude, check this out. You know, yeah. like, I thought that was cool. And then when we started posting to to YouTube and digging a little deeper into monetization and the podcast and stuff like that, we realized that. What if we could produce an income, not like an income where one of us could quit our job, but an income where we could literally get our hunts paid for? Not necessarily even guided hunts, but just like, what if we had gas to go hunt? What if we had the extra filming gear that we wanted, the mics that we want to produce the podcast? And if you produce valuable content, I feel like you can expect to create an income big enough to pay for your hunts at some point.
1: Yeah, but if you're wanting valuable content, uh, just keep scrolling down. When you type in uh hunting, like like hunting news and stuff like that, you're not getting that here. You're going to learn about car burger. dude. I know this is off topic, but I thought of this earlier and I just not thought of it again. You're like the man in Texas for getting your crap stolen. Yeah, somebody. And how I'm many gonna be, encounters? How many uh, encounters? So have I've had? had my window smashed
0: out once or twice, and then Lauren's had her smashed out, we've had our car stolen once, and then someone tried to break in our back door once. So that's five examples. I'm going to send someone to confet to meet Jesus soon if they keep breaking in. <laughs> like, it's not good.
1: Uh, move out of Texas.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: House, houses are cheaper.
0: I know. Well, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I understand. Anyways, anyways uh, so we're monetized on YouTube, which means you have to have a over a thousand subs on YouTube and a certain amount of watch time. Um, and then we also run a few ads on the podcast as well. And through doing that, what have we been able to what kind of equipment have we been able to have we been able to buy so far just on like ad rev that we've made?
1: Oh, we got like a ten thousand dollar camera. So no, no. Uh I'd probably say drone and then a lot of the uh the uh, podcast setup, right?
0: Yeah, we got the DJI DJI Maverick Mini Two, which is a 4K drone, about 600 bucks. We got one of those. Um, We got a podcast recorder, an external recorder, so we can record like remote podcasts when we're down on public, and we don't need a computer or anything to do that. All we need the mics and the recorder, and then we got two more of the Shure MV7 podcast mics, which are which is what I'm using right now. They're pretty good quality mics, and we've been able to do that just on income that we produced through content so your goal might to be might be to become the next hunting public or seek one and i think that's all our goal in some sense but there's a legitimate like avenue here to create enough of an income where you don't have to burden your wife all the time by leaving every weekend and hunting. <laughs> like you can actually have gas money and wonder where's this where's this gonna come from like you yeah. already have the money
1: that would be a big one because i remember when i was in college dadgummit uh I would, I would literally donate plasma just to try to go home, which is only like two and a half hours away. And i donate plasma for gas money, go home, hunt, and then come back. Granted, it was only like a little weekend hunt, but uh, back then, that was a lot, you know? So it is what it is. And if you can try to, you know, generate a little bit of income to pay for this uh, $5 gallon gas, every little bit helps.
0: One thing that we're going to do too, based on... Um ad rev is we're going to pay for a good portion of our Kansas tags this year. So it doesn't just have to be like our strategy is everything we make. We're going to reinvest into Hunter's advantage into getting more equipment to make content better or to pay for trips, those sort of things. And one of the things is our Kansas tags are probably going to be mostly paid for this year for, uh, Kansas whitetail. So that's kind of nice too. That's another way you could do it.
1: Um, but I I, I'd kind of consider, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, it's kind of considering like putting it back in. It, exactly,
0: say. exactly. If you're investing in, if you're putting your money in tags, which you're going to use to pr- produce more content, it's reinvesting. It's like we're not taking the money that we make from Hunter's Advantage and going to the casino a, and trying a, to double it.
1: Yeah, yeah. buying <laughs> a
0: purse. Like we're not taking our wife out to eat on this. Mo- it's like literally just reinvesting on the content and being able to do what we want to do, go on the hunts that we want, those sort of things. But Um, if you're going to be doing a podcast already, if you're, if you're already going to be producing and content already, why not produce some sort of income that can fund your passion? And if your passion is hunting, consider filming. It's, it's one way that you can get to hunt more
1: and Lord willing, you could anything like us consider carrying an extra 15 pounds into the stand and not see anything. And so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. If anything, it's, it's a very good exercise.
0: Yeah, your camera gear's heavy, so you're going to get in shape. So there's <laughs> another, there's number four. But those, uh, those three things that we just listed out um, for the three reasons to film your hunts. Number one, the ability to rewatch your shots, especially with a bow. Number two, the ability to relive slash share those moments in the woods with friends and family. And then number three, the kicker, producing an income that can possibly pay for hunts or gear. That's the three reasons that, that we hunt or not hunt. Those are the three reasons we film. Any more that you got Jake or you think we covered it pretty good? Mm.
1: Unless uh, unless you got a couple extra little bonus reasons. I have no extra bonus reasons. Don't worry. We're wow. gonna get into all the cons of That's filming where I'm in another sure episode
0: I... and Jake's gonna
1: talk ninety five percent of it. Absolutely because I have a lot to complain about. That's just what I am. A professional complainer. Hey, it's all right.
0: Well, that's all we got for you uh, today, guys. Make sure to, to subscribe to Hunter's Advantage on YouTube, Hunter's Advantage on TikTok. We're kind of blowing up on TikTok. Is it going to be our biggest hopefully. biggest platform soon? Maybe. <laughs> uh,
1: definitely on Instagram, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, Instagram. And make sure to leave us a rating and review so other people can uh, see the podcast, especially if you guys enjoyed it. It means a lot. So that's all we got for this episode, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.
1: Bye. Thank you
0: guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.